Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Cam Stewart with your Fantasy Sports Update. A busy day in the MLB today and tonight. Four afternoon games on the go. The D-backs just took out Atlanta 4-1. Weaver the win, Soraka the loss. Hirano gets number one save for the Snakes. Just over now, it's a final. Washington beating the San Francisco Giants 4-2. Seesaw fair in Detroit. The Tigers and White Sox tied at seven, but the Tigers' bases loaded, no outs. The Blue Jays up on Minnesota 7-4, top of nine. Let's take a look at the games later tonight. The Yankees and the Royals. Yankees minus 210 in this game. Total nine. Bailey versus Herman at 7-10. We have Baltimore at Tampa Bay. The Rays, big favorites in this one. Minus 260. Total eight and a half. Kashner versus Wood. We have 8-8-10. The Dodgers in Milwaukee. Straight pick them. Over under nine and a half. Urias and Davies. Phillies at the Rockies. They get underway at 8-40. Phillies a small road favorite at minus 115. Total 11. Eflin and Freeland, 10.07 baseball. Seattle and the Angels. Angels laying 125. Total 10. Hernandez and Stratton. Last game on the board, uh, we got Cincinnati and San Diego, 10.10. Padres minus 180. Total 7.5. The Falcons and star wideout Julio Jones inching closer to a new contract, according to report. Jones has been seeking a new deal since last spring. The 30-year-old stud was a pro bowler six times, 113 catches and 60, 177 yards and eight touchdowns. Jones has two years and 20 million left on his contract. None of that money guaranteed. Three in the NBA playoffs tonight. Philadelphia, three and a half point favorite versus Brooklyn over under 229. Best of seven series deadlocked at one at nine. Nuggets in San Antonio. San Antonio minus four and a half, 208. At 10, Golden State and L.A. Tangle. Uh, three games in the NHL tonight. Uh, we get started. Washington, Carolina. Canes minus 120, total six. The Caps lead the best of seven series. Two games to one. 8.30, St. Louis and the Jets. Jets laying 125, over under five and a half. And Vegas at San Jose. Sharks laying 120, total six. Anyway, stay tuned for Red Heat and Rage Radio with Gabe Morenzi hosting. I'm Cam Stewart, and more fun and sports talk right after the break. You have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game, Game time, time decisions. decisions. Take a look at what's going on right now. We got the golf PGA RBC Heritage from Harbortown on the go. The Irish Bear, Shane Lowry, he holds the lead after a solid six under round. Berger, List, Moore, and Mullinex just one shot off the pace there on the ladies' side. Nellie Corda, she leads on the LPGA Tour. Uh, Canuck, Brooke Henderson, just two shots back in that game. As I mentioned, sorry, guys, just having a little bit of problems here uh, with (laughs) breathing. I don't know what the hell's going on here. NBA playoff games tonight, as we mentioned. Philadelphia, three-and-a-half-point favorites versus Brooklyn. Over-under in this game, set at 229. Great series. This one's uh, deadlocked at 1. At 9 o'clock, we got the Denver Nuggets in San Antonio. Seesaw affair right there. San Antonio, minus four-and-a-half in this uh, basketball game. 208 is the total. This series tied at 1. And uh, the big game, remember that guy who put a lot of money on the Clippers? Well, it's a 10 p.m. start. Golden State and L.A., they're going to tangle. 
with the Clippers. Warriors laying eight and a half on the road over under 234. And the Clips, incredible comeback in game two. So this series is tied. Great games in the NBA tonight, as I mentioned. And NFL news, too. The schedule released yesterday. We talked about that. The Jets, they have the least travel schedule. The Oakland Raiders, Raiders, these guys have to fly everywhere. And then it's unbelievable. They have to travel all over the place compared to other teams. And they have a big, 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 big travel bill there. And uh, this news just breaking, too, guys. The Atlanta Falcons and star wideout Julio Jones inching closer to that contract, as I mentioned. He's been seeking that deal since last spring. And, man, one of the best receivers in the National Football League, a total stud, pro bowler for a sixth time in 2018 posting 113 receptions for 1,677 yards and eight touchdowns. The problem with this deal, Jones has two years remaining and $21 million left, but none of that money is guaranteed money. So we'll see what happens with the Atlanta Falcons there. Interesting stuff. The Cleveland Browns, they get four primetime games. So the hype, the, hype, the hype is there for the Cleveland Browns. And I can tell you one thing, man, these guys went from the doormat to the top of the penthouse. And Gabe, uh, your Buffalo Bills, even uh, a game against Dallas looks good, but uh, I wish we'd get more primetime uh, games for your team because uh, I really like the young talent that they have, and we'll see if Allen can do it again. Yeah, they're playing on uh, Thanksgiving. That's uh, primetime enough. Listen, they, they, you know, they've sucked for the last 25 years. I don't really understand why people would expect them to be on primetime, <laughs> like, to be honest. Yeah. Their win total is six coming into the year. I got a lot of uh, problems in the world. The Buffalo Bills and prime time is not one of them. <laughs> uh, sorry, Gabe, off the top. I just had a breathing episode or something. It was absolutely crazy. I got pretty scared there. So hopefully that'll uh, go away. I just don't understand what it. happened. No, no. Yeah, like I had like a panic attack. I really don't know what happened. But uh, yeah, it was uh, pretty crazy. I, I hope it gets better as the show uh, progresses. I can tell you that because that was very scary. I really don't want to be going to a hospital. That would suck. Well, you know what? You're on the air. Well, you and I are on the air so much, I sort of assume that we're just going to die on the air at some point in time. You know but, what? You said it was going to be you, but I'm very close today. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe you should get a glass of water or, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I, have wa- I I got water. I just don't understand what the hell's going on. It was weird. I started getting dizzy there for a bit, and I uh, guess it's time for the old uh, doctor checkup, buddy. Boy, we're off to, we're off to a great start uh, here today. <laughs> we're off to a... I don't know what the hell's down. going on. Man down. <laughs> I'll be fine, buddy. I'll shake it off. Those updates are just, that was hard to get through that one, though. I saw breathing. So, anyway, we'll, wow. we'll be okay. Um, hockey games tonight. Things went pretty good last night. I know in the NBA, Gabe, uh, we got some good ones tonight. Your Brooklyn Nets, your adopted team in action tonight. And uh, getting a lot of line respect, too. The the line's only three and a half. I expected uh, even Philadelphia on the road to be maybe a four and a half, five-point favorite. But people know the Nets are a gritty club. It's creeping up uh, right now, Cam. It's up to um, it's up to uh, up to three and a half. Yet, interestingly enough, I was at the sports book. Uh, I was at the sports book uh, earlier, and um, everybody seems to be on on Brooklyn uh, in this game. Um, so, you know, it's it's interesting to see how how this is going to play out. So the um, Thursday afternoon throwdown of the edition uh, has uh, begun. As uh, we missed uh, Cam's uh, Cam's episode off the top of the program, <laughs> our apologies. You know, I was sitting here and I heard Yang say, "You know what?" Uh, he said, "Gabe, uh, jump in." I think Cam's Cam's uh, having some problems. And I, I was, was thinking having a heart attack. I was like, uh, "No, what do you mean he's having? What do you mean he's having problems?" <laughs> I was like, "He's he's he's not having any problems." 
uh, but uh, we're glad that everything's all right. So, you know, take take a breath, uh, Cam. We got a busy show today. Sure uh, Whale Capper is going to join us uh, in a couple of minutes. Uh, Whale Capper is going to step up and in. Uh, we've got um, Jim Delina Day. coming in. Fantasy oh, oh, the Taz. Fantasy Taz, nice. Blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. The Taz. Like yeah, the yeah. Taz. Joe, no, Joe, Joe the Fish isn't on uh, today. Uh, oh, okay. Catch uh, Joe the Fish on the weekends. Yeah, the Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, uh, steps up and joins us. Uh, I spoke to Ian Eagle earlier this morning. I love Ian Eagle. He used to do the Seahawks games when I lived up north. Love that guy. Uh, Ian Eagle really is one of the best in the business. Uh, I the agree. Brooklyn Net crew has been great. Uh, R- Richard Jefferson we had on today, too. But we'll replay Ian Eagle talking about the game here this evening. All that and more. Red Heat and Rage at Radio. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, let's roll. Game time decisions. Ready for H Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Man, I feel like we're in the twilight zone or something like right, right now, Cameron. <laughs> Me too, buddy. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here, and it was like 4.02 or something. You're doing the update, and... I just stopped right yeah. yeah, no, but you're, I'm doing, you're doing the update. I was sitting here. I could hear you. I was right off a camera type thing standing here. And, you know, sometimes I'll jump in and stuff. But normally the first one of the day, I'll let you do your yeah, thing. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, so I'm like, all right, Cam's doing his thing here. And then I sit down and, you know, I start talking to you. And then I look up and it's like 409 and stuff. And I'm thinking, what the hell just happened? Like, are we in some sort of weird, like, there was no intro or anything like that, right? No. I'm not crazy. No. Like that's my talk. fault. No, like, no we did yeah. that. We did the intro, buddy. But we did it at a, I think like a four, uh, like around like two minutes. Four o three. Yeah, around four. Like, like no, about two o yeah two o three two thirty. You started uh, the started, race without. I know, man. Cam was struggling. I had to do something, man. I I was seeing him um on on the screen. He was struggling, hard. man. Yeah, and um, struggling. so you know we had to try to get it going. And um, so when oh, you sat down, like, this is like um. Uh, this is like when the coach or something. I don't know. Maybe Cam should. Uh, yeah, right now, Cam, you feeling better? I, I hope so. We're gonna get through it. I just, I'm just kind of like worried about. Like, I don't understand what happened. Like, I love doing like the updates. It's like easy breezy, right, Yang? It's the first time it's happened. Like, yeah, ever. I see you struggling. And I was like, what's the I, matter with Cam? I, I was about started, to call 911 for you, buddy. Oh, buddy, I was gonna call. I was just ready to go to the hospital. I, I started seeing stars, Morency. I couldn't breathe, but I think it has to do with. Uh, I, last night I ripped off my sleep mask because I wasn't sleeping very well. So I don't think I'm uh, I'm probably just running on fumes. But we'll get through. As long as we keep on going, uh, the more we do it, the better it's going to get. It was just uh, scary, buddy. I, I I'm due for uh, a checkup. I think there. That's uh, that's not cool. Uh, you know, I got I got I to tell you, we're probably amongst the uh, the two uh, unhealthiest uh, radio hosts in the world. 
uh, considering I just came very, very close to throwing up about 10 seconds before I sat exactly. down at the chair. That's exactly. That's why I thought. You know, that's why that's I why was a little late there. to the chair. I was like, well, I, I was. It was, dude. We started 405. Like you know, know what I'm saying. Exactly. So it's 402. And I swear to God, right before Cam was like 402, 403, I started choking. I was like, oh. <laughs> now I should note, I just crushed two of those. Uh, you know the microwavable craft uh, uh, dinner macaroni and cheeses? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I ate two of them in a row really quickly and uh, a croissant with a ton of butter on it, and I crushed like a Sierra Mist really quickly. Yeah, it sounds pretty and, healthy. Uh, yeah, a couple, couple, couple of minutes later, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I started like, it was sort of like upchucking. You know, I could feel it. Like, oh, yeah. My body, my body didn't like it, and I was like, oh. And then I realized, I'm like, oh, God, it's 403, and I sit down, and you're nearly dying, like, and then I'm like, where's the music? And I'm like, this is like the Twilight Zone. What the hell is going on? I just want uh, to thank, yeah. thank Yang for helping me because, like, I was uh, I was missing scores, Gabe. Like, the, the screen to me, I just looked at it, and it started, like, moving, like, vertigo. I, I had some tuna fish. I'm kind of the same as you. Like, I had a pepperette and tuna fish today. That can't be that healthy, but uh, I don't know what the hell's going on. I just think uh, it's something to do with the sleep and uh, – the, the sweats and I don't, I don't I, I have actually no idea, but I never want that to happen again. When I first started in radio, Gabe, it happened a long time ago. I used to have these, uh, I had a, I have panic attacks, anxiety, like one time in traffic, I didn't move for three hours and I freaked out. Like I got out of my car on the highway and started walking. Like I stopped breathing and stuff like that. So I don't like those type of things. No, no uh, small spaces and uh, stuff like that. Uh, yeah. I got a lot of ailments, buddy. A lot of ailments. It reminds me of the time that you disappeared for 18 hours in Vegas once. Yeah, I think I was just sleeping on the floor then, but uh, <laughs> was that the day I was like eating a, you found me in like the parking lot eating a sub? I think that might have been it. I don't know. There's been so many. <laughs> exactly. People hadn't seen looking, you. I'm, like, look, I'm looking people back hadn't at my seen life. You for everyone. People hadn't seen you for a long time. I'm like, I don't know. He's all right. He's probably playing blackjack at another casino or something. But then. It stretched into like eight hours, sort of like the next day a bit. And it was like late that night. And I just see you walking along through Circus Circus. You look yeah, you, were with buddy. you were with that guy, the Rolling Stones guy, who wanted to hook up. Yeah, yeah. He's like, hey, my daughter will date you, Marenzi. You're like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that guy? That guy was the best. Always putting earphones in us. Hey, man, listen to this one. <laughs> yeah. I always get uncomfortable when people show me uh, pictures of their daughter's breasts and stuff. Yeah, like, exactly. Hey, look at her. He's like, hey, what do you think? My daughter hot? You want to go meet her and her friends? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thinking, nah, I don't know, man. It's kind of weird. <laughs> like, it is pretty but weird. I asked Cam. I said, Cam, I said, where you been, man? You told me, I don't know. He said, I don't know. I just woke up on the floor, man, somewhere. <laughs> he partied pretty good. Yeah. Well, all those uh, years of uh, giving her game, I think it's like the 10th anniversary of like the score street party day. I find it uh, ironic how I almost like died on the air 10 years later. Good stuff. Oh, no, I don't. I don't think it's the anniversary. It's not the anniversary. Somebody somebody tweeted about something. I don't know what the hell they're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I retweeted a picture. That's it. Oh, Pierre. Yeah, I, re- yeah, I read. No, I retweeted a picture of of that score party. I saw a picture of it. Somebody, oh, yeah. I, I I found a picture on Twitter, boom, and it was me, like, standing on the table and Sarah Meehan looking at me like, you know, God, you're an idiot, like she she always looked at me. So I'm all like, I'm on the table like a wrestler and stuff. So I retweeted it, and in the caption, it said, 10 years ago anniversary, but that's really from, like, two years ago or something. Oh, okay, okay. It hasn't yeah. been 10 years. 
Bueller, uh, I, I, I'm not good with years either, but I think it's been like 12 years or something. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's been a long time, buddy. A long time. <laughs> what do we know? Yeah. Uh, I'll, yeah this is sort of turning into this might be our last show. <laughs> At this uh, well, you know, and I'm not sure about you, but maybe mine. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, it's oh, all man. good, buddy. Just, I was actually, you know what? And normally I got to be more pessimistic because any time that I swear, man, any time like uh, that I'm like, you know what? All right. Like I'm all prepared or like, like I used to be more like, all right, I have these notes here. I have this sort of type and. You know, on top of things, and I realized the more prepared I was, the worse things were for some reason. Good point, actually. Today is one of these deals. Like normally, I'm very disheveled, Cam. Normally, like I'm, I have like, like sort of like you. Like I, I don't feel well either, bro. Like I sleep four hours a night. It's catching up. You know, it's it's. And I'm working like eighteen hour days. It's it's over That's, the top. It's impressive, it up. man. I couldn't if so, I did you what you did, I'd be dead. Like I almost so, died doing the update. What am I going to do doing a morning show too? Like you're I impressive, woke man. Up, woke up every damn doing. day last like seven months, man. It's, it's been brutal. Um, <laughs> it's but uh, so yeah, normally like you know like at like five to four or ten to four, I, I feel like you just did like basically like I'm getting bad head rushes and I'm standing yeah. here, or I'm like really groggy and tired because I fell asleep for half an hour. And I'm all, like, sort of in a panic. I'm like, oh, shit. I got, like, 13 things to turn on here. You know what it's like. I got to turn this light on and that light. I got to plug this in. And, like, (laughs) so I'm like, oh, my God, I got eight minutes. And I'm doing all this stuff. And then it's always really good. And, you know, it's always, like, today was a little weird. Like, I find I'm better when I don't take an afternoon nap. I'm less tired. I've done the study myself. I've realized I'm less tired when I don't take the nap. So, um. Today I didn't, and I was all fired up, Cam. I was sitting here at like 3.15. I'm all like, you know what? I'm looking forward to the show today. This is going to be good. We got. Do we have Whale Capper actually yet? While I'm running my... Oh, yeah, I see. Thank you. Thank you. You see, I'm all confused Thanks, now with the time, because the music never played before. It's it's my fault. No, 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 no. It's Yang's. It's clearly <laughs> Yang's fault. No, Yang saved yeah, me. Yeah, leave it on me, man. Yeah, I got to hand it out to Yang. Like, it's I, not I didn't Yang's know if fault. he was going to. I go, I feel like Yang hit. I was going to say during the update, just hit the hit, hit the music. <laughs> hit the music. Now, uh, I was no, looking at Cam. I was like, I was looking at Cam uh, going through that. I was looking at Cam. I was like, damn, Cam need glasses? And then I see him. Like, he did it a second time. I was like, oh, shit, something's going on here, buddy. I think I got well, to need bigger fonts, too. My eyes are all screwed up, Gabe. I'm sweating even more than I am. Like, I need, I need, like, I, I actually have need a cleanse. Like, I'm worried to do this stuff, but I got to do something. I got to do something now. Like, that's yeah, not yeah. you know what? It, it, it is true. Like, we could joke and ah, ha, ha. And it's like, oh, it's you, know, you get funny, through the second. Like, but I had vertigo. Yeah, like, one not of these like, times, like, yeah, you're going to have a heart attack on the air or something. That's like, kind of my point. Like, it was very close today. That's very my thing with sleeping, in which I'm, I'm actually okay. Besides, I'm just sort of miserable and angry all the time. But I'm actually okay. But I've been reading a lot of studies, Cam, that... You sleep less than five hours a night, your chance of stroke, heart attack, diabetes, like, is tenfold. Uh, well, I didn't like, need I'm, that I'm survey. Dancing, I'm dancing with the devil on a nightly basis. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. I don't know what's going on today, but I'm just scrolling through Twitter right now as we speak. And for some reason, just as this uh, segment is about to begin, I see that uh, eating uh, eating a lot of bacon ups your cancer risk, Cam. Great. <laughs> it's like, dear gosh. Like, Add another one there. Like, we're walking death traps, bro. I'm like Mr. Burns. We've always kidded, but it's true. No, it's like scary. I don't, I haven't had a checkup ever. Like I don't, I don't do checkups. Like I literally haven't had a checkup like ever in my life. Type thing. I only go into the doctor if I break something, and you know I've been, you know what I mean. So if I have something happens, uh, I'll go. But I gotta believe that I'm like Mr. Burns, where there's like a hundred things wrong, and I feel sure. like I'm invincible. But they're all, they're just jammed at the door. They can't get in. You have to stay that way. <laughs> Can't let you one guy get through or it's uh, Niagara Falls. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. It's going to be like a hockey game. The goals the goals are going to start. But it's pretty much the fact that pretty much everything unhealthy, we do. <laughs> you are absolutely right. Yeah, no, it's uh, crazy. I, I should have known something was happening last night. Uh, my buddy dropped by for a while, and, like, my hands were kind of, like, shaky a bit, Gabe. And I just bought eggs, and I dropped them all over my driveway, right? Like the whole carton smash. So I'm out there. I don't have a hose, so I'm filling up, like, jugs of water and, like, trying to get the yolk off my uh, next-door neighbor's property. Like, I'm just a basket case. I don't know. You don't have a hose. So you were pouring jugs of water. And I'm sure it's just making it worse, right? Yeah, at, like, 11 o'clock, yeah, it's just yolks running down. It's, like, big, thick, yellow streets. And and my next-door neighbor's, like, one of those guys. He's a really nice guy. Perfect lawn. Perfect everything, right? So he's just, God, I hate this guy. Like, you could tell. He's very disappointed to have me as his neighbor. <laughs> I'm dying, man. I shouldn't be laughing. But no, it's just the facts. Like, bring, I'm, I'm kind of concerned care. nobody on Twitter said, are you going to be okay? It's like. <laughs> it's no, like, no, they don't care. I know. That's the, I hate to say it. They all, they, all, okay? they all love like, you. I, I we got one a, guy in the chat. He goes, he, he was dying. I could hear it. Yeah. Uh, somebody else says, oh, I forgot he wears a sleep uh, mask. Yeah. Somebody else, uh, Cam should eat more salad. Yeah, no no real ultimate concern, Cam, in case you're wondering. <laughs> Whale Capper's concerned, though, uh, uh, right wow. now. Whale Capper, always a pleasure. How you doing? I'm well, man. Sounds like Cam pulled a, a little Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, dropping the eggs right on the driveway. Uh, but uh, but to go to your, your, your original point there, uh, the – if you know you guys like what you guys like what you do for a living, you're obviously having fun doing this. Uh, if that's going to keep you, you know, that's going to keep you alive a lot longer than uh, than whether or not you avoid bacon. You true, know, true if you, you get up and you get up and you like, you, you, <laughs> you know, I'm kind of a little bit concerned. I shouldn't be looking at a screen and seeing stars and stuff like that. I'm only 44. Can you give me one life tip or one food that I can? Have that's Cam not had a little. Uh, Cam had a little like, breathing. Uh, you had a breathing yeah, like uh, a, episode to start the program here. 
Yeah, I had a panic attack before the show today. I don't know what's happening, Whale Capper. I haven't slept in a while. Dropped the eggs last night. Dropped the eggs. I got the shakes. Strangely enough, your picks are fire. I know. Can you believe this? (laughs) My health is at its absolute You're going to become like the best capper, and then you're going to die. Die. Like, as soon as you start winning, you'll never get to, like, that'll be, like, the, the irony so of this. Right, Gabe. You're so right. And I'm not saying I want that to happen, but it's sort of no, like please. George Costanza. <laughs> Will Capper, getting... one thing that doesn't taste like kale that I could help myself with? Like, give me something that's doable that will help me, a food that I, I can handle and uh, really good for me. Lots of nutrients, good yeah. for the heart. You seem like a healthy guy. <laughs> I mean, realistically, you probably just need to get better sleep you know this time of year with uh you know with the playoffs kind of if you're an east coast guy and you're staying up late to see uh to see all the action because it's so meaningful like it's probably just screwing with your sleep schedule uh if you can get you know if you can get a good eight hours uh, a night for the next uh, week or so then uh, you know get some fresh air it's spring out you know get some sun i bet you'll sleep better eight hours four eight hours the hell you talking about that's like three nights Hey, you guys on the West Coast, huh? you just lounge around all day eating avocado and guacamole and guilty, and guilty. Kale and you go skiing and like, I would say smoke weed, but you're 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 a seasoned, you know what I mean? You're, you're a professional, so. Yeah, meanwhile, oh, us here, it's, it's like uh, man, we got it's, no uh, sun. It's legal here, I'll, I'll say that. But. Yeah, that's good. Exactly. Do, See, you know what I'm gonna do tonight? Oh, Roll suck. a big fat one and drift off. That's exactly what I need to do. There you like, go, man. Get some like OG Kush and just like just. Take a take a dirt nap after the show. <laughs> what a dark that show we're doing here today. This is great. And you know what's yet ye- yesterday? Yesterday I was in my Uber. And <laughs> I said to the guy, I said, "Man, I'm pale as hell." And uh, I, I swear to God, like right now I look like a ghost. I just realized I can't. We can't even. I can't tell the joke in the story. Like it won't. It, it doesn't translate well publicly. So. It was just too good. But, uh, yeah, that's the thing, Cam. Like, eight hours. Man, whale cap, eight hours. That's, that's a long time. Six hours. Hey, man. I, I'm conscious of this, too. And this is how pathetic it is, too. I know, like, I don't get out in the sun enough. I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm on air all the time. So, my new deal is, Cam, you're going to like this. So, when I wait for the Uber to pick me up at the Meadowlands, even if it's a little windy, I stand in the sunny part of the parking lot. <laughs> that's a good start. I think prisoners get more sun than us, you and me. Yeah, well, they do. Yeah, they go work at crush weights in the in, in the yard, right? Play a little pickup basketball. No, we don't get any sun. I hate the sun. All right. Well, okay. <laughs> he hates this. Have you seen my skin? I wear like a 60 titanium. Like like anything under 20, I can't even go outside, buddy. Like, I'm like, I just fry. No way. Sun blows. I mean, what it sounds like, it sounds like the doctor ordered, uh, you guys should head out to Vegas and set up shop and you can no, he enjoy, was the, just enjoy I was the just bounty. there. That's the reason enjoy I'm the having vertigo, I think. Oh, I think that's oh why okay. Yeah, I, I, okay, now all the pieces, now all the pieces yeah. are coming together. Okay, yeah, if you're coming days, off a Vegas trip, days, you, you, you have to write... Oh, you have to write off all physical ailments for like a week or a month, even. Like Vegas does some pretty terrible things to the old uh, to the old body. Not so to mention write it right off any abuse of your body. Back, fine. It's funny. I got back Monday, Gabe, and I was on that show. Like I had like uh, like quick thinking. The picks were great. It's after you can run on adrenaline for a day or two, then you're done. That's the way it works. Like Monday, yeah, I flew yeah, in. Yeah. We got back, and I was rocking and rolling. We had a great show. Today was just different. I woke up and. 
dizzy and like, yeah, just uh, not cool. But you're right. Adrenaline goes a long way. I was just thinking Vegas, of uh, Vegas four day hangover. Yeah. We're with a uh, whale doctor uh, joining <laughs> us right now. <laughs> whale, whale, whale doctor, medical tips.com. Um, I was just going to say, okay, I'm like, You've already lived, like, you probably already were pretty abusive as to begin with, just in Vegas. And then just think about all those germs in those old-school hotels in Vegas and stuff. Oh, I know. At the El Cortez, you should see it uh, now, man. It's basically a hangout. Casino like, chips, though. Oh, yeah. like, and guys packing cigars in the first place. I hate cigars, man. It's I a germ smoke my face. Don't worry. There's a, uh, there's a measles outbreak in New York City right now. Oh, God. Hope you got vaccinated. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't remember if I did or not. <laughs> I don't either. Booster shots? I, I got no... Uh, no I, I actually know. did. Yeah, the old booster, exactly. I got a feeling, Gabe, did. the way things are going, I'm going to get shingles next. That's just something I don't... No, you don't want that. That's that's bad. Oh, it hurts like hell. Ask Denny Savard. It, it hurts. Yeah, yeah. My grandfather had shingles. Not good. Oh, um, no. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, we got Whale Cap. All right, let's just, just get into the <laughs> basketball. We're, we're breaking down shingles. 33 minutes worth of shingles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, for the record, yeah, so this morning, guys, we had uh, Richard Jefferson in studio. Nice. For Arizona Wildcat, uh, uh, NBA cool. champion with the Cavaliers. Yep. Uh, yeah, Richard cool. Jefferson was in studio. Cool. I, I, I posted a picture on Twitter of, of me and him together. And then we had Ian Eagle on yeah. after. And we're going to replay the conversation we had with Ian Eagle a little later on. Because uh, Ian, we focus more on the game tonight and the Nets, et cetera. Uh, Richard Jefferson's uh, was uh, talking about a movie uh, that he's in. All right, so um, Ooh, let's start off. sharp on basketball. Uh, he's very good at what he does. Like he's, uh, yeah, you see him like on ESPN. He's everywhere. He's on the Yes Network here in New York. He does uh, Brooklyn Net games on TV with Ian Eagle. Yeah, he's good, man. Yeah, he's going places for sure. He really is. He's going to be successful. Um, smart guy. So. Um, Brooklyn and Philadelphia uh, tonight. In uh, Brooklyn, there's actually some excitement in the city uh, about this game, uh, Whale Capper. Um, Brooklyn. As you it know, should be. Yeah. You know, they, they've rebuilt. And End like Richard Jefferson said, he said, you yeah, know, they made the playoffs before, but he's like, and he was even on those teams, and he admitted it. He goes, ah, but KG and all and us, we weren't real. They weren't really Nets. You know what I mean? This is like Brooklyn's yeah. own team. They started from the bottom. Like it's their guys, Dinwiddie and D'Angelo Russell and Lavert. And there's there's actually a little pride around the team. A lot of excitement around this game tonight. But excitement is cool until the national anthem is over, uh, Whale Capper. And then you got to play the damn game, right? So what's your take on the game tonight? Ah oh, man, I, from my perspective, definitely this is the game of the night. Um, I think the, uh, I think the line that they originally opened was pretty reasonable, uh, small home dogs for the nets. I think the nets, I think this game probably comes down to the very end, the, you know, the, the final possession probably determines your winner in this one. Um, I don't know that, uh, I'm going to be getting involved in a side here. Um, but the idea that this is going to be a relatively close game and that this is playoff basketball, I think lends itself to probably uh, a look at the under. Uh, at least in the second half, um, these two teams are, you know, pretty, you know, offensively, these two teams are explosive. They can score in, you know, in relatively quick fashion too. Uh, they don't need, you know, complicated offensive sets. They can just, you know, bang, bang, bang. 
Uh, and I, w- I would actually lean toward a first half over here because for whatever reason, they're kind of splitting the full game total and implying yep, that only yep. you know, half the points will come in the first half, half in the second half. That's not Philly's M.O. That's not Brooklyn's M.O. These, two, these teams like to get, get on the board, get their you know, offense going early. They don't see a ton of defensive um, you know, you don't see a ton of, ton of defensive effort early. So I think you're looking probably at a first half over here and then take those profits and roll them into the second half under. Well, you know what? Hey, well, Cap, we're taking a quick break when I was at the FanDuel Sportsbook earlier today, and they had a prop that we'll uh, share with you on the other side. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, Game Time Decisions, Ready Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network, iHeartRadio, now on YouTube as well. I have Gabriel Brunson throwing it down with the Ranger Redhead Cam, Stuart, Whale Capper. Joining us, you can find him on Twitter, Whale underscore Capper. Um, I teased a uh, prop that we played, uh, but first I'll just pat myself on the back. I went to the FanDuel Sportsbook uh, earlier today, guys, and uh, they're very good for live uh, betting at uh, FanDuel. Like, it's very, like, you don't have to wait. It's very instant. Everything's quick, and... I saw that you can't make this up, so I walk in. I see that the um, – and I wasn't planning on doing any live in-game betting. I went to play the tonight's game. So I go in, I look up, and I'm like, oh, the Blue Jays and the Twins, it's tied 3-3. And it was the fourth inning, and I figured, well, I bet you the in-game total is pretty high right now. And I like doing that. I, if there's, like, a ton of runs early in a game, I like to jump in and, all right, I'll bet the under 15 and a half or something, and you know, it'll slow down. So it was 3-3. I actually, I only got 11 and a half. So I bet the under 11 and a half. All right? I did that <laughs> first. I start betting my games, okay? I, I'm not even looking. I actually forgot about the bet two minutes later. So I, like, I'm, I'm putting my games in at the machine. I'm putting the money in the machine. I'm doing my thing. I, I hear people, like, sort of, like, cheering and swearing. So I turn around. I look. 6-3 days. And I'm thinking to myself, man, you're an idiot. I said, why, why would you just come in here and bet this, like, randomly because you saw it on the screen? And I said, they hit all. I'm like, what a loser pick. I'm like, well, I'm down 50 bucks to start the day. It was like 6-3. I'm like, that's just great. 7-4, final score. Stays under 11 and a half. Sports is weird, huh? It's incredible. Baseball especially. <laughs> it's a game of runs. Yeah, you just don't, you just yeah. don't know. Shit. Should have seen that uh, Tigers uh, White Sox game today, Gabe. I think they had like nine lead. Ch- and uh, what was it? Sevens. It was crazy. A seven seven, and then Detroit. I think uh, what they win nine seven. Like every inning, White Sox lead. Detroit takes the lead. White Sox. Like that's the thing about baseball, man. That sport's just set up for live betting. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a real yeah. roller coaster. Same with NBA. So, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, as we NBA saw last night. night uh, Good point. What was, uh, what was the first game last night? Pacers, Celtics. Uh, I had yeah. my, my play on the game was under uh, under two oh seven, uh, and um, you know the Pacers come out and they were just absolutely bombing. They could not miss. Uh, they had yeah. like twenty five points in the first six minutes, 
uh, you know, my, my messages and, and mentions are just getting filled up with people. What the heck's going on? Oh, I'm like, you know what? Everybody take a deep breath. It's a long game. I think the live total got up to about 220-ish. Uh, and then, uh, you know, final score was like, what, 188? You know, I mean, it was it's, it's, it's wild how, you know, the, you know, the game can change, you know, in-game. And, you know, you, you break down some you know, some actual box scores you see, you know, really, really, you know, not, nothing in the NBA is, is really paced out or evenly split. It, that's more rare than to have really lopsided games where you have a particularly high first half, low second half, or vice versa. Uh, and as we were talking about for tonight's game in Brooklyn, uh, you know, because this game, I'm expecting it to be relatively tight because, you know, when things get tight, Defense gets a little bit, uh, you know, the, the possessions get a little bit longer in the fourth quarter. Instead of, you know, shooting with, you know, 14 seconds on the shot clock, they're they're trying to get a little bit better look. The defense is being a little bit more uh, diligent and, you know, forcing the extra pass and, you know, the clock starts to work down a little bit. Guys are tight. Their legs are tired. They're missing shots. So, you know, this, this I think, sets up pretty well to, to come back at a, a live under at some point in this uh, Brooklyn Nets game tonight because I do think it's going to be pretty competitive. And, you know, the opposite could be true as well. If this is a blowout one way or the other, uh, you know, like we saw in the in the Raptors Magic game in that fourth quarter, pretty much, you know, everybody, they, they you know, the, the mat, there's a seven-game series, you know, get, you know, hustling and trying to come back when, you know, when you're clearly out of the game on the road in the fourth quarter, like, you know, it worked for the Clippers, great. But, it, you know, it, 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 it obviously was not coming for the Magic. So, they you know, they pack it in. You get like a 38-point fourth quarter. Like, these kind of things happen in the playoffs, and you just got to be very aware of them and, and try to capitalize on them when you, when you feel it, uh, you know, you feel the, the, the shift coming in terms of how the pace of play is and, and how the offensive efficiency is, is going to change. I've got a, a prop here. Brooklyn Nets to win the first half and uh, over 116 and a half plus 300. Uh, Brooklyn yeah, Nets like to that. win the first half. So, you know, no point spread, but they need to win the first half. And uh, it's called the uh, first half winner total double. Uh, Brooklyn Nets to win the first half slash over 116 and a half pays plus 300. Nothing wrong with rolling the dice on a little uh, a little, you know, I, I didn't go big on it or anything, but just try to get the game going uh, here. And as you stated, if anything, it would they would score more and then slow down as opposed to the other way around. Like Brooklyn have to be Brooklyn can't play in a half court. That's not like their game. They don't want to play in a half court. They're you know they're shooting 41 percent from from three, so they're comfortable shooting the three. You notice Brooklyn when they get the ball, they really push it up the floor fast. Um, they are a very yeah, quick yeah. team, and Philadelphia like to get their offense going and beat early, and they like to shoot threes early as well to try to get it going. I saw an interesting stat, though, about just how much Brooklyn are getting killed on the glass here in this series, guys. Um, I think it was 97 to 77. Yeah. And if you take the three-point shot out of the equation, they're being outscored by 55 points. So they're very reliable. You know, they're very reliant on the three-point shot. Uh, Brooklyn, but everybody's a little tougher at home. You know what I'm saying? Everyone's a little more confident, tougher, and the place is going to be uh, the place going to be rocking uh, tonight in Brooklyn. Um, I was going to say I wish I was there. I guess I really could have been there if I really, really, really wanted to be. But it's it's a lot of work, and um, it's not cheap either. <laughs> and I've got shows yeah, to do. Sure. I'd, I'd have to end the show early. It'd be a big pain in the ass. So um, the next game. And we just quickly about and and Boston last night. 
Boston were down by two last night with 52 seconds left and ended up covering. <laughs> the other was, night, the Denver. Uh, that was ridiculous. Yeah, seven-point favorites, Ken. Imagine a beat on the Pacers. We thought yeah, it was bad the other night. Denver looked like they were going to lose. They ended up covering the same thing. They won by nine. I think Vince was on the Pacers last night. He was raging when he texted me. Oh, he's going to need some Visine after that. Yeah, you think? Actually, he's going to need some KY after that. <laughs> Lube. Uh, Visine Vince. Yeah. He's got to go to a different <laughs> section of the pharmacy. Yeah, I'll take uh, KY parlayed <laughs> with Visine, please. Thank you. <laughs> All the all whale capper, all of Cam's buddies. Cam, and it happens naturally too. Like almost every one of Cam's buddies. It's not just Vince, it's Visine Vince. It's not just Mike. Oh yeah, fast talking Mike. There's big, big Mike, Mike, fast talking Mike, Visine Vince. What about, what about Tubby? Oh Tubby and Tubby and Schlim. Schlim oh, what and about Tubby. what about isn't isn't it is it you that told me to, it is? Is the are you you told me do you have friends? Is it like Skinny Phil and Fat Phil? Yeah, that's Tubby and Schlim. Uh, Tubby's fat, <laughs> his brother Schlim's his wig. Yeah. We got nicknames for everybody, Gabe. I like that KY crack, though. That was strong. So why is he Visine Vince? Because he likes to smoke weed and he puts the Visine? Yeah, yeah exactly. He's, Visine. he's He's actually really toned it down on, on, on the weed since he's been a mail carrier. He's making too many mistakes. Packages in wrong mailbox. He's our local mailman. He's very good. Very efficient. Well, he told now. you he goes, oh, I was messing up too much. Yeah, yeah well, he's got to get up at like four o'clock in the morning because he's one of the rookies. He's not like the union guy, so he's got a hard route, right? Like they give him the most condos, the most whatever. All the old guys get the easy old routes because they've been on in the game for a while. So he's got to actually pay attention. He's got a lot of builders on his block. He told me he's made a few mistakes before, but uh, his record now is very, very good, Marenzi. Ninety-eight percent efficiency rate. That's great for a mailman. Great, great stuff. See, so, yeah, we got Fizey and Vince. Fast talking Mike doesn't like to be called fast talking Mike. No, uh, fast talking Mike lives. He he's in the suburbs now. He really fast talking Mike. Life. It's not like because he normally talks fast. It's because you know after uh, after uh, yeah after a blast or two he starts talking really fast. He always talks fast about the it's, Packers. Oh, anything about the Packers this year? What ten games? I, Aaron Rodgers, Mike McCarthy, terrible coach, a play calling yeah, sucks. Exactly. <laughs> and the worst is about it is. I'm watching an event and try to relax. Like when he comes over on Sunday watching golf, you got that guy. You got that guy. What about this? A top 20. Like the whole thing is like just a, a, it's basically like a fast paced questionnaire. And I really need to relax. I got a lot of stress in my life, Gabe. Hell, I can't even get through an update on the top because I'm having a panic attack. I don't need these guys rolling in uninvited. Portuguese Joe. I miss Portuguese um, Joe. I miss yeah, Portuguese Joe. I can, really use, I can really use a nice healthy curry tonight. I can tell you that. Sorry, well, Capra, let's get to Spurs. <laughs> Spurs, Spurs Nuggets. Nuggets. And Clippers Warriors. Nuggets, Gabe. Clippers Warriors. What do you got, well, Capra? What do you say? Nuggets, man. The Nuggets uh, figured it out in the second half against yeah. the Spurs. They, 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 they put it together. They, in, you know, the, their comeback was impressive, but it was even stymied by the refs. They did not have a favorable whistle in that second half at all, and yet they still were able to claw back. Paul Millsap was playing out of his mind, and he still had to sit for a ton of the game because they gave him those two quick fouls to start the second half. Uh, they made they made the right adjustment at that halftime, uh, and I don't know that uh, that the Spurs have a reasonable counter 
to come back and stop them now offensively. Now that Jamal Murray's kind of popped his cherry in the playoffs and now that Jokic is kind of showing that, you know, he's, you know, he know he, you know, he's, he can be the alpha and the leader of this team and, you know, and, and, and be the offense he needs to be uh, for a playoff series uh, contender. Uh, I think the Nuggets have the goods to compete in this game. I don't agree with the line movement at all. Uh, I think the, opener was fair uh, and now it's steamed up to like four and a half five in some places that to me is kind of ridiculous um this is going to be a much more competitive and much closer game i think nuggets team total over is worth a look i think the full game over is worth a look it's again it's it's just this keeps going down and you know we talked about it last week before game one that we thought that total was low uh and if you kind of break down the box score and some of the unlucky breaks that the nuggets had in that game that one should have gone over game two went over easily even though they played a very poor first half of the nuggets that is uh, and um, and so the over in this one is a nice look, especially at this deflated price of 208. Um, and so I'm probably going to be I'm I'm going to be on this game kind of in that vein that the Nuggets have a, have a real chance to pull off the upset on the road here, uh, and that uh, this is going to be a relatively high scoring affair with the Nuggets getting into the uh, well into the you know well over the century mark. They're probably going to end up around like one, you know 109, 110 ish. So I think uh, I think the over is a great look in this, and that's probably my favorite play of the night. Warriors Clippers an interesting uh, situation I after the thirty one point yeah. collapse. Clippers yeah. plus seventeen hundred on the series right now, guys. Just for the record, too, <laughs> just for the record, a little bit of history here. Um, six times in NBA playoff history has a team come back for more than twenty points. So this is thirty one, so it's rare at thirty one, but six times in NBA history and playoff history has a team come back for twenty or more points. Five out of the six times they went on to win the series. Wow. There, wow. there, there, there there's yeah. something. Yeah, throw it down, baby. Clippers were on the losing end of that one, I gotta imagine, in that Houston Rockets series a couple of years ago. You got point. Uh, where they had they were they, they were in cruise control in game six, up by twenty something, ended up losing that game and then just utterly no showed at home in game seven. But are you are you uh, under the impression the... that Golden State just automatically murders them or how do you think it plays out? No, I this one is way high variance. Like I could see this going a lot of ways. Uh, I don't have, I don't have a very strong read for this Warriors team, and like the team chemistry is obviously still going to be is an issue now. And if they don't kind of get it right in this series, it's going to be very, very fascinating to see how they deal with this against the you know much better team in the Rockets. Uh, so it's it's you know this is like one that you ha- kind of have to watch if you're going to be betting the next round of the playoffs or the next couple yeah. rounds of the playoffs uh because you know you get punched in the mouth like that you give up you know because you, you know what's kind of lost in the comeback was they were so much better of a team that they got a 31 point lead right and like it, yeah. it, it to me at least like for two and a half quarters of that game it went exactly as we expected right, hang uh, in there so will capper we just got come back and punch hang in now. there we got yeah. uh we'll wrap it up will capper we just got a two-minute uh, blast what up hey, you get to these from the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. 
Time Decisions, Ready to Rage Radio continues. Don't forget the NFL Draft is rapidly approaching from serious fantasy football players. Never too early to start preparing for the 2019 season. Roto experts that you cover with their NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package. Two of the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts crew are providing dynasty season-long betting best ball NFL draft uh, content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football player that you are. Save 10% at uh, rotoexperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. It's 10% off promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, only at rotoexperts.com, and you can never be too prepared for football season. So, Will Capper, we just have a moment or two uh, here left with you. Uh, NFL schedule release um, last night. Um, your take, um, overreaction, underreaction. Um, are you one of these guys that starts, like, counting games and wins, or do you want to see how things play out uh, through training camp in the preseason? I guess I, I I don't have I don't take any early action on this at all. I don't think that uh, until you see the draft and we're going to see a few more pieces fall and a couple more trades go down. I don't I don't think it's really worth kind of rushing and, and making any grand statements or you know or interpretations of the schedule. It's pretty obvious the Patriots got another gift of a schedule because they get to play the AFC East and it is the worst division in football going on like 20 years. Uh, so obviously they, and plus they don't have to play, play the Patriots because they are the Patriots. So, you know, the, the fact that they continually get this gift of a schedule is, is outrageous and, uh, and, uh, they're probably going to win double digit, double, double digit wins again. Looks pretty, pretty high likelihood. Um, outside of that, I guess my major takeaway was you saw kind of an enormous push of, you know, team specific social media, uh, kind of delivering the schedule news to their fan bases. Uh, and in years past, like, you know, team delivered news or information was always very boring and dry and like the no fun league. Uh, whereas this year, a bunch of teams kind of rolled out some very innovative, like, uh, oh, the Falcons one was great. For, yeah, the Falcons one was great. You see where the Saints one was great. The Saints and the Ram, yeah. and the Ram runs over. The, it was so great. good. It was great so stuff. good. Whale Capper, always a pleasure, my man. Well done. All right, take care, guys. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Chris Davis agreeing to a two-year extension worth $33.5 million. Since joining Oakland, he leads all of baseball with 143 home runs, well ahead of Giancarlo Stanton's 124 in second place. Another busy day in the MLB tonight, four games afternoon uh, action. We have some afternoon action and some finals. The Arizona Diamondbacks just took out the Atlanta Braves 4-1. to Weaver gets the win, Soraka the loss, and Herrano, he gets number one save, his first save for the Snakes. This one, Washington doubled up on the Giants 4-2. to Corbin win. Pomeranz takes the loss. Sean Doolittle picks up his second save of the season. Seesaw affair in Detroit today. The Tigers had the last lap. They beat the White Sox 9-7 in this one. Shane Green 
has his ninth save for the Tigers. Unbelievable. You drafted him in your fantasy baseball league. You're smiling year to year. The Blue Jays beating up on Minnesota 7-4 today. Ken Giles, he picks up uh, save number six for the Bluebirds. Later tonight, Yankees and Royals. Uh, Yankees are minus 210 right now. Total nine, Bailey versus Herman. 7-10, Baltimore at Tampa Bay. The Rays, big favorites in this one, up to 270. Total eight and a half, Cashner versus Wood. At 8-10, the Dodgers in Milwaukee. Straight pick them over under nine and a half. Urias versus Davies. Phillies at Rockies. They get underway at 840. Phillies a small road favorite at minus 115, total 11. Eflin versus Freeland at 10.07. We got the Mariners and the Angels. Angels laying 25 cents, total 10. King Felix and Stratton, last game on the board. Cincinnati and San Diego, 10.10 p.m. Eastern. Padres minus 180, total 7.5. Tanner Rourke versus Paddock. Falcons and star wideout Julio Jones inch it closer to a new contract. This according to multiple reports. Jones has been seeking a new deal since last spring. The 30-year-old stud receiver was a pro bowler for a sixth time in 2018, posting 113 receptions for 1,677 yards and eight touchdowns. Jones has two years and uh, $21 left on his existing contract, but none of the remaining salary is guaranteed, so he wants to lock up some guaranteed money. Three-pack in the NBA playoffs tonight. Philly, three-and-a-half-point favorites in Brooklyn, over-under 229. Best of seven series, deadlocked at one. We got the Denver Nuggets, Nuggets, and San Antonio. We are not Nuggets. San Antonio is minus uh, four and a half in this game at home. Total 208. This series also deadlocked at one. 10 o'clock, Golden State and the LA Clippers tangle. Warriors laying eight and a half. And uh, the total in this game is 234. Remember that Clippers incredible comeback in game two had the series. It is deadlocked at one. Three games in the NHL playoffs tonight. Washington, Carolina, they get things started. Uh, the Canes laying a buck 25, total six. Caps lead the best of seven series, two games to one. 8.30, St. Louis Blues and the Jets. Jets laying minus 125, over under five and a half. The road team in this series has won every single game. This series is tied at two apiece as well. It's been a good one. And Vegas is at San Jose. Sharks laying 120, total six. Golden Knights leading the series three to one. A Vegas win would move them into round two with Columbus and the Islanders, the first two teams to advance to round two. Round one of the PGA's RBC Heritage from Harbortown. Beautiful course. The Irish Bear, Shane Lowry, he leads at six under. He's in the clubhouse. Berger, List, Boops, Ryan Moore, and Mullinex just one shot back at minus five. On the ladies' tour, Nelly Corda, she leads at nine under. Canadian Brooke Henderson, two shots back at the Lote. Hey, we got tons and tons of picks. Big baseball board, NBA playoffs, NHL, and a hell of a lot more. Thanks for Whale Capper for joining the show. I'm Cam Stewart, and Gabe Morenci hosts Red Heat and Rage Radio. Hey, we got more picks and sports talk coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. Welcome back to Game Time Decisions. I'm the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart, along with Gabe Morenci. As we mentioned, Jim Day, the fantasy Taz, he'll join us. We'll talk about the NFL schedule. I know Gabe's excited with those uh, New York games for his Buffalo Bills right off the top. 
The Cleveland Browns, too. We talk about one of the most hyped teams in the league right now. They got four primetime games. Should be very, very interesting in the NFL season. I'll tell you guys, I'll tell you guys one thing. One team I will fade before everything starts is Jacksonville. Gabe, you see the story today. Tom Coughlin already mad at Ramsey and a couple other guys on this team. I'm telling you, the Jacksonville Jaguars, it's going to be a train wreck for these guys this football season. The minute that number comes out, I'm taking the under. I won with the under last year on those guys, and I think I'm going to fade the Jacksonville Jaguars again. I think they're a team that's going to regress big time with Nick Foles there. Yeah, you know what? And uh, I think you and I agreed on this, Cam. When it comes to um, when it comes to the quarterback situation, you know, you got some decent quarterbacks on the board right now. I'd rather roll the dice with Dwayne Haskins and bring Nick, Nick Foles in if I was them. You know, well, what's because Nick Foles going to do for you? Like they really? Think, like, Cam, they think that. that uh, yeah, they think they think that uh, they're that close and all their their quarterback away. But like you said, they're, they're dysfunctional. Not. They're dysfunctional all across the board, man. I think they're going to regress. I think Foles was a system quarterback with Philadelphia. I don't want to take anything away from the guy. I really like him. I think he's a good guy, too. The Super Bowl MVP, that's something special. Hey, if everything ends tomorrow, that's what he did. But the, the rest of the Jacksonville team, Ramsey and all these guys, uh, it just feels like there's a lot of uh, tension. Tom Coughlin's not going to put up with that shit either, too. He's an old-school guy. I know he loosened up when he was with the Giants, but he's already pissed off that these guys didn't report to camp. I know it's not mandatory, but he wanted like 100% attendance and star players are out. He's already upset, Gabe. We haven't even started yet. So I just think it's well, going to be a long, Day. long season. Jim Day is going to join us in a couple of minutes and yeah. uh, and we'll talk some NFL uh, football. Whale Capper uh, was just talking about how there's still, there's still a lot of stuff to happen, Cam, before the upcoming NFL season. And I'm of the belief, personally, I, I'd, I'd be surprised if Leonard Fournette's still on the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's one player I think that they want to get rid of. I think Ramsey's too good to get rid of, although we've seen, you know, it doesn't really matter with teams. But I don't think Ramsey's a problem. I think Fournette's a bigger problem. You know, Ramsey wasn't starting fights with other players on oh. the other team. And, and Fournette? All Ramsey actually game. had a great year. Yeah, Ramsey he, actually had a good year last year. He, he backed oh, Ramsey's, it up. He's, Ramsey's he's a an asshole. Player. He runs his mouth too much, but he is a good, good player. He backed it up. Like, he played well last year. Leonard Fournette, we watch college football, was he's injured overhyped. often with LSU, too. If I'm a team, I would not even take a chance on this guy because, you know what, they're going to want too much for him. It's not going to be worth any team that needs a running back to let Leonard Fournette. You talked about it, the starting the fight in Buffalo the history of injuries that date back to college with the LSU Tigers, and he's getting older, too. I, I expect Leonard Fournette, Gabe, I'm going to make a prediction. I think he's going to be out of the league in a couple of years. The thing with Fournette, you're right. And I, you know, I sort of wondered about him in, in college, too, that if he was really, really good or he was just bigger than everybody. Because he was, he was kind of a man in college, Cam, already. He was. He looked the same in college as he looks now. And... He's one of these players. It's funny. We spoke about man, man. We could have had AJ Hawk today too. Like uh, we could have replayed AJ. AJ Hawk, amazing. We had AJ Hawk on this morning. Uh, man, we should. I could have replayed that too. Uh, it was such a good morning show today. We had Ian Eagle, Richard Jefferson, and AJ Hawk. Yeah, you just <laughs> sent me to the doctor and play those interviews, right, Gabe? I know, almost on on this day. <laughs> but AJ Hawk was the best, and he actually he's old school, right? love him and he said he goes man a lot of guys and he said a lot of guys in today's football they think when they get drafted they made it 
He goes, when I got drafted, I knew the journey was just starting. Great point. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, here we go. Welcome back to the Twilight Zone edition of Game Time Decisions, Red Heat Rage Radio. I'm still freaked out. I think it's it's the episode of the Twilight Zone I watched last night. And um, we'll bring Jim Day in uh, here in a second. But, Ken, this was awesome. So, last night, I, I really liked the Twilight Zone, the old ones. Lisa's so, favorite uh, show. She loves that yeah, stuff. It's always it all day. Yep. Yeah, so after I do the last podcast of the night, the games, I got to get away from sports for a little while. You know what I mean? So yep. I watch uh, that, and then I watch Alfred Hitchcock. But Hitchcock's hit or miss. Like, sometimes yep. it's good, sometimes it's not. You know what I mean? Not everything he did was great, every episode, etc. But So anyways, last night was this boxer, okay? And so I was like, oh, Twilight Zone, sport-related. So it was a boxer. And uh, he's over the hill and stuff, and he's broke. And... Uh, you know, he had, the mob was in his face to throw the fight and stuff like that. But there was this kid that lived in his in, in the same apartment complex as him. And he said, he said, like, to the kid's mother there, he goes, you know, your son's like a, a wise old soul in a little kid's body. And the kid said to him, don't worry, you're not going to get hurt tonight and everything's going to be fine. So anyways, you can sort of sense the kid had power, like <laughs> you know what I mean, early. So the guy's a boxer. He gets knocked out, all right? And he's lying on the canvas, and he's all messed up and stuff like that, and the mob's going to get him and stuff. And the kid's watching on TV, and the kid like says this little like prayer-type thing, and everything freezes, and suddenly the other guy's the guy that's knocked out. Yeah. He's standing there and wins. <laughs> he doesn't know what happened. So he gets back to the room. And he says to the trainer, he goes, man, he goes, I don't even remember winning. He goes, last thing I remember was getting knocked out. He goes, how did I get up? What happened? The trainer's like, I don't, what do you mean get up? He goes, you didn't get uh, knocked down. You just killed him, champ. You didn't get knocked down. He goes, I swear, I swear. And he had the bruise and stuff still, and he's all freaked out, like, what happened? And he realized the kid had power. So when this show started and your gang goes, Gabe, jump in. I start talking. I look up, and it went from 402 to 409. I swear to God, for a minute, I thought I was in the twilight zone. I was like, I just lost seven minutes. I could have sworn I was sitting here at 402. I missed the intro of the show. I don't know what's going on. Cam can't breathe. I I swear to God, for a minute or two there, I was thinking, this is the weirdest start of the show we've ever had. But let's bring in Jim Day right now to make it sane. (laughs) The Fantasy Taz. What's up, Jim Day? Yeah. Hey Jim. Hey Ken. Stuff, uh, Jim. So first thing, <laughs> congratulations. Yeah, congratulations, congrats. uh, Jim. So tell us, uh, tell us about the uh, the gig that you have, and uh, 
and uh, what the company is all about. Well, it's a site called ffchamps.com. Uh, it's been around for for quite a few years. Uh, I'm just going to jump in and start ha- helping them out on the fantasy side of it. Uh, you know, we, we have a lot of good tools out there. We're hoping to bring on a couple of new ones for the season. You know, we've we got a lot of things going on, and, uh, you know, it's really keeping me busy uh, since I signed up on Monday. So it's it's been a hectic week for me. Um, you know what? And uh, the draft is coming up right now, and we're at that time of the year when uh, people uh, people want rankings and want to start talking football. Even though we're in, in the playoffs right now, there's always the itch for football, and the draft is, man, the draft is actually next week. It is around the corner. The schedule has uh, been released uh, yesterday. Uh, what did you think of the schedule uh, leak and uh, the schedule release uh, yesterday? Uh, I don't watch the schedule release because, you know, if you're on Twitter, you get most of the schedule throughout the day anyway. It doesn't, you know, Roger Goodell didn't really have much effect on keeping that out of uh, getting to the public early. Yeah, so, they didn't, they didn't you know, put the, confidential the on that. Yeah, it was just crazy. It happens all the time. You know, the thing I love about when the schedule comes out is all of these people rushing to, to do a strength of schedule thing and, oh, you know, the, these teams face these guys and the strength of schedule is huge. And what a joke. It's like the most, most useless tool in fantasy football is strength of schedule any time between now and week two. I can't uh, I can't I, disagree. I, I agree. There's a lot Gabe, of stuff. You know, yeah. A lot of you stuff know can when we break it all down, Gabe. When we break it all down, we could the games aren't won on uh, and lost on paper. You look and go, wow, look at this schedule. We'll win here, lose here. It never works like that in the NFL. There's always a couple crazy weeks where 13-point underdogs went outright and stuff like that. So, you know, it's just better to just, you know what I mean, to, to, to feel it out and not just to play the games on paper. But, Jim, I know Gabe mentioned the draft coming up next week, and you like us. You like to throw it down, too. You like to bet. Is there... I guess anyway, like looking at the projection and mocks or anything that you're looking to do, because uh, we love to bet uh, positions over unders for the first round of the draft. It's a lot of fun. Is there anybody that's on your radar? As far as players, there's a, a couple of really good ones. Uh, Brian Burns, um, the edge rusher uh, coming out of Florida State, is somebody for me that, you know, it, every time I look at mocks, he's going late in the first round. It doesn't make any sense to me. I, I have him so much higher than most others. So, um, I, you know, I like him to go very possibly in the first 12 picks. Um, I'll be honest, I'm hoping the Giants take him at six. I think that would be an excellent move by them. They need an edge, and I think he's he's going to be one of the best in the league. Um, you know, I know people are mocking Montez Sweat, Sweat there a lot, and I just don't see it. I got Sweat so much further down my list than most people have. I just I don't see it. It's going to be a defensive-heavy uh, first round in yeah. this draft. Take a look at the props of uh, defensive versus offensive players taken in the first round. It's such a defensive-heavy draft this year that it's minus three and a half uh, in in the first half. Um, minus three and a half in the first round of um, defensive players. So four more defensive players have to be taken uh, to win that. So, um, Oh, I think that's an easy bet. Yeah, there will be. There's not that many yeah. good offensive players, really, right? There's no... There's an argument that not not one running back will be taken in the first round. You know, will will the Jacobs kid be taken in the first round? Maybe. You know, he's pretty good. Teams are kind of reluctant to take running backs in the first round for the most part. Right. His prop is over under 24 and a half. 
there's really maybe two wide receivers that might go in the first round. The the Metcalf kid, I guess, because teams are dumb and they get hyped up about people the way people look. And yeah, um, exactly, the, uh, I'm with you on that one. I'm not seeing that the the big crush on him either. I agree. Yeah, Jim. Well. I think betting on Metcalf is, right now in his his, his bet, uh, position, a lot of them are uh, sitting at twelve and a half. I think he goes thirteen or more. I think he probably goes like twenty one. Metcalf, I think that's a great bet. I don't think he's going to be Dave. Do you think he's going to be picked for the the twelfth pick? No way. Most likely, no. The only thing that could screw up the bet on offense versus defensive players is offensive line players. Yeah. Because there's some good tackles out there that could easily turn that around. But as far as, like, the offensive skill position, I mean, you're probably looking at the four quarterbacks going early just because, you know, it just once it starts happening, it just seems to be a run and everybody starts freaking out and they got to get their quarterback. And so probably four of them are going to go in the first round. I agree with you on maybe one running back. Um, you know, two wide receivers, probably a good number. Um, and I'm looking at at least you know, one of the tight ends. Hawkinson's definitely going to go in first round, in my opinion. And I think if Fant makes it to 32 for the Patriots, I think he they take him. Um, so there's a chance two of them go. But with all these edge rushers out there and the, the, you know a couple of really solid cornerbacks and a couple of solid safeties, it's going to be a real close bet. Yeah, there's not there's not a ton of great, and we don't know. Time will tell down the road, but there's not a ton of great um, great offensive players in this draft. You get the quarterbacks, and people always say every year, oh, it's not a good quarterback class this year. It's not a good quarterback class this year. And then at the draft, everybody goes crazy for the quarterbacks, right? So it's the same it's the same thing every year. But you know, you know the the Giants are a very unpredictable team. The prop is how many quarterbacks will be taken uh, in the first round. Over under three and a half. Over is minus a 400. How many wide receivers drafted in the first round? Over two and a half is uh, minus 145. Under two and a half is plus 115. I'm not sure there's actually. I like the uh, under here. I, I, I'm with yeah. you. I don't think more than two go in the first round. Arkeen I think Brown this draft is Metcalf. heavy. Yeah, I think this draft is heavy for offensive talent in rounds two through right, We'll take a quick break. Hang in there, Jim. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. This guy that's uh, winning at Jeopardy every night starting to get annoyed. <laughs> at first it was cool, but now it's like, man. So, uh, yesterday, we, we've been talking about this guy a bit. Uh, yesterday, on Wednesday's episode, Cam, he went 40 for 40. <laughs> 40 for 40. <laughs> that's unreal. That's pretty like, damn now good. He's just pretty damn good. He, now he, now he's just trolling Trebek. Trebek's got cancers, dying and stuff, and this guy's just laughing at him. Hey, I know everything. I, like, if I'm the if I'm the the Jeopardy producers, Cam, it's typed up the ante. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
I'm saying, I'm listen, we're coming, we're, we're coming with some new question next week for this guy. He's you making a mock of I watched Gabe, and he got his first question wrong, and then after that just ran the table. Like, the other night he played with them, he, like, gave them, like, a little bit of false hope and then buried them. He didn't get one, like, wrong. It's unbelievable. I can't – I everyone was shocked when he got it wrong. Like, Trebek was kind of, like, frozen. It was weird. But this guy uh, – I, I thought Ken Jennings was going to be the best of all time. This guy, so, he's different because he's a gambler, too. He understands how to – all in, all in. Well, he's all in all the time. Ken he Jennings won 110. He won $110,000 yesterday, which is the most ever won on a single episode of Jeopardy because he risked 60000 in one episode? Yes, Jim, yeah. Yeah, he's an animal, To put in in context, Jim, Ken Jennings, remember the Ken Jennings guy? Ken Jennings won 74 consecutive episodes, all right? He won $2.4 million. This guy has won 10 shows in a row. He's won seven hundred thousand dollars. Wow! Now up to eight hundred thousand, actually. So, because he's he's going all in on every question. Like Jennings used to just play it safe and win and a kind of like nerdy laugh about it. This guy's like a poker player. Like he's all in every time. Like he risks like the max almost every time he answers a question because he knows he knows everything. He's forty for forty. So this is this is what he dropped last night. It was the uh, the final category. <laughs> How are you going to beat this guy? He risked sixty thousand dollars. So he, he he had sixty k and he risked basically sixty of it. He had sixty seven and he risked sixty of it. Uh, Cam, I am assuming you know this. And Jim, twentieth century literary uh, literary uh, <laughs> literary characters. All right. So this is the, the the question. I'll start with you, Cam. His first name refers to the ancient district in which you'd find the Greek capital. His surname is a bird. Athens. Uh, I got no damn clue. Jim Day? <laughs> no damn clue. What do you clue. got? I, Athens. I don't know. Nothing. I got nothing. Could know. This is isn't it? even one of these when I hear it. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I knew that. I don't know this. So, yeah, his, his first name refers to the Asian district in which you'd find the Greek capital. His surname is a bird. Who is Atticus Finch? Oh, Finch. Oh, yeah, bird. Well, I've heard the name. I, I wouldn't have put it together, though. Who the hell knows that, man? Come on. We're watching football. We're betting on games. I don't have the time to read. <laughs> he's, getting, he's getting cocky. He, he responded, who is Atticus Finch? This is for you, Granny. Okay, now, now he's just calling his shots. That's if I was crazy. like, like I said, if I was running Jeopardy, it's time you hire a private investigator, basically, and uh, you just you find out what he doesn't know about. <laughs> you know what I'm That's saying? Gra- yeah, but see, you don't want to do that if you're running Jeopardy. You want this guy because people are talking about Jeopardy because of this guy. We're talking about Jeopardy buddy. because of this guy. That's what they love. That's why they love Ken Jennings because the ratings well, this guy, through yeah. the roof. This guy's a sports better. He's a pro sports better in Las Vegas. I mean, now you, this guy could start a website and make millions, Cam. His oh, name wouldn't fun. be Wayne Allen Root, would it? Uh, no. There's no way in hell oh, Wayne okay. Allen Root's going 40 for 40 on Jeopardy, Jim. <laughs> I don't know. Wayne's pretty damn smart. I grew up with Wayne. I went to school with Wayne. <laughs> is he He's about 40 for smart. 40? It, this is a guy, when we were in high school, Remember those white betting slips on football? You went to you, you went could pick to school. Teams, you could pick up to twelve teams. 
That's hilarious. He used to pick 12 out of 12 almost every stinking week in high really? school. Really? Yep. <laughs> I guarantee you. He, he's a smart kid, and he was a smart kid. He's a smart man. I think he's running for office now. Oh, he has before. He did in, uh, in I think it was, Nevada. might have been 2012. He, he was an independent vice president candidate. <laughs> he's hardcore. I can't say that. He's a... Uh... He's a oh, player. he is hardcore. He's a heavy conservative. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a, yeah. But before he was like a handicapper. Now, uh, now, uh, yeah, now he's more into the political sphere. See, you never know who Jim, uh, who Jim Day knows, Cam. Jim knows everybody. That's, <laughs> that's pretty impressive. You know Jim that's Feist a... too. Do I know who? You know Jim Feist as well. You go to school with him? <laughs> no, I didn't go to school with him. No. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, Jim right, Weiss no. is when I said, "Hey, that uh, I said, hey, that lady in your uh, ads, Jim, is she's beautiful." He's like, "That's my wife." I'm like, "Oh, yeah. okay." No, your exact <laughs> words were, "Where'd you find that girl in the commercial?" Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> she's my <Yeah>. wife. <laughs> well, he said it nicely. <laughs> I he did actually. I had respect. She's very pretty. I say he said it nicely. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. He could have been sour. Very nice man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He. He, he said, yeah, so this guy, yeah, this guy in Jeopardy, 40 for 40, pretty serious run. He's probably going to go on an epic run and win, like, another million shows here uh, along the way. All right, uh, Jim, so it's, uh, you know what? Fantasy football's not all that far off. It's starting to be around the corner uh, right now, and we were just talking about Leonard Fournette. I see Leonard Fournette's, um, you know, in the 13 range or so, and he's a running back. I was never a fan of his in LSU, really. It was one of these deals where he was just sort of bigger than everybody, and it was just a physical thing. And I knew in the NFL, he does, you know, he doesn't really have the speed to break away from people in the NFL, and he's a big target as well. And he's had knee issues, and to be honest, he's got attitude problems. And I'm not saying I don't know if attitude problems is the right word, but Wait. yeah, I guess so. He's a selfish player. I mean, anger. He's one of these guys that's problem. like. Yeah, he's yeah he's he's not a team player, and then secondly, he's one of these guys that, you know, he's kind of hurt and he gives that hey, it's my body. If I can't play, I can't play, right? And it was the same thing at LSU, and he didn't play, and it was basically well because he's going pro. And then he got to the pros, and that's the knock that the Jags just basically think he's soft. It's like yeah, you're all ripped and stuff, and that's what's gonna happen with this Metcalf guy. Remember, like Cam David Boston, same thing. These guys that are all ripped and all oh, muscular absolutely. and stuff, they're they're too yeah. they're injury prone, Jim. You're too ripped. You're, it's yeah. not Mr. Olympia. This isn't like uh, go be on the cover of Muscle Fitness magazine, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's not it's not a bodybuilding contest. Those guys always get hurt, Jim. Yeah, the bodies are too tight at that point. When you start hitting those tight bodies, they just have nowhere to go. At least if you have a little something on you, then your body can react to it. When you're that tight, there's nothing else there. So the muscles take every impact you have. So I, I'm with you on that. And as far as Fournette goes, I just started working on my 10 players I will not touch with your 10-foot pole article this year. And he's number one for me. I won't draft him anywhere. I don't care if I do 250 teams. I don't care if he lasts till the seventh round. I'm not touching Leonard Fournette. When you add in the idiocy that he's shown already, uh, the fact that he didn't pay a $200 uh, ticket, 
that he had for several months and then gets arrested because of it. Just another idiotic thing. But then you add in all the soft tissue injuries that he has. It's just there's no way to bet on him lasting a full season and doing anything. And I don't even think he ends up playing the season in Jacksonville. No, I, think I, we avoid, I think we avoid a lot of Jaguars, Jim. Me and Gabe are talking about it. I think Foles in that situation, I don't understand why they're uh, – I thought he was more of a system quarterback, the Super Bowl and the Eagles that worked for him, but I don't think it's going to work there. I think the, the, this Jacksonville team has so many question marks to me, I'm going to be fading them a lot. Hey, I hit the under last year. I'm doing it again. Tom Coughlin's already pissed. A player, guys, yeah, that look, I'm looking he's at. Pissed at here. the guys that didn't come for uh, for the non-mandatory practices. Yeah. He's already pissed at them. Yep, yep, yep. A player that I'm looking at here, and I'm looking at running backs uh, right now, guys. For this is from a fantasy perspective, but a running back who is almost the opposite. In which, listen, Fournette. You know, there was a lot of hype about Fournette. He was drafted heavily. But And there was high expectations after the first year. He wasn't great as far as yards per carry, but he was durable enough. You know, he he, he they got to the playoffs, et cetera. But you can see that it's not a long-term thing. Conversely, Derrick Henry. I'm seeing Derrick Henry around the 17 spot right now, Jim, as far as running backs are concerned. And I get it. There's some good running backs that catch passes that should be ahead of them. But... He really was one of the better backs in the, in the second half of the year last year. He started to look like a he looked like a first round pick. He looked like a very good running back last year. Now I know that he was kind of reliant on a big run, um, you know, and that helped his numbers a lot. But the big runs started to come more and more consistently. I'm curious to see how Derrick Henry progresses again coming into this year. And I'm seeing right now he's kind of low right here, and he's somebody I would take a flyer on next year. Oh, absolutely. I'm with you. Look, the the problem with Derrick Henry wasn't Derrick Henry last year. It was their usage of him. He's the kind of running back that, you know, we we used to see where yeah, they get touches. better as the game goes on. As they take back. more carries, they get better. And those big yeah. runs come more often when you're getting more carries. And, you know, hopefully they learned that lesson at the second half of the year when they finally let him start rolling and he showed what he could do. Because before that, he, you know, 8, 10 carries, 11 carries a game isn't going to get it done for somebody like him. He needs at least 18 carries a game to really get his team up. And he's a good guy, Gabe. And then Jim wrapped as the season progresses and guys get beat down. That's the thing. Like, look what he did in all of his damage at the end of the year when guys are tired and stuff. I love I, I, I love Derrick Henry. All right, hang in here. Uh, Jim Day. Jim Day, uh, congratulations on the new uh, gig, Jim. Thanks for joining us, buddy. Take care, Jim. Hey, no problem, guys. Have a great rest of your show. Later, Ken. Ian Eagle talks Brooklyn Nets basketball. Philadelphia 76ers, Brooklyn Nets coming up tonight at the Barclays. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire.
breaking the law. All right, let's roll. The morning after continues. And a really fun show uh, this morning, man. Uh, A.J. Hawk, really enjoyed talking football with A.J. Hawk. Great guy. And uh, it was real cool having Richard Jefferson uh, in studio uh, this morning. We brought up uh, one of uh, Richard Jefferson's uh, colleagues at uh, the Yes Network, uh, one of the best uh, play-by-play uh, men in the business, Mr. Ian Eagle, steps up and in and joins us on the morning after. Ian, good morning. Thank you for uh, taking the time to be with us this morning. Yeah, my pleasure, guys. Good to talk. You had RJ in there, huh? Yeah, we did. Mm. I'm missing you. I was thinking, yeah, when people are going to think we're like the Brooklyn Nets pregame show or something here this morning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's a great guy. Keep in mind, he made $100 million in his NBA career, if not more. So he really doesn't have that many cares in the world. It's pretty, pretty easy life for him day in and day out. He's, he's spoiled, that's what you're saying. He's he has to you know, yeah, he name dropped too a couple of times with me too. Yeah, yeah. I know Will Smith. He, I was with Will yeah. Smith, and yeah, I know. <laughs> we asked him for twenty bucks, and he didn't have any money on him. He told us so. Thanks, Ian. Yeah, nothing, right? But, yeah, you know, yeah, he's really been on immediate blitz, and I say this, I say this uh, seriously as well. Uh, I'm uh, big fan of your guys and your crew, and I've always thought I was like, I don't know if the average, just typical Brooklyn Net fan, like realizes like. You guys are like national quality, and I'm not just saying that. I think Richard does a great job. You wouldn't believe that he just started doing this because of his honesty. A great team uh, that you guys have uh, doing the Nets games this year, and I sincerely mean it. Well, I really appreciate it. We take a lot of pride, and it is a family-like atmosphere. Everybody enjoys working with one another. The hope is that comes across on the air, and you realize because people – think that your your mood is going to be determined by the wins and losses and and the way i've always looked at it is look we're undefeated we we have no losses we have no wins either like they don't keep track of the wins and losses for the broadcasters go do good work uh, have good information bring good energy and and that's really been the approach all these years somehow i've been doing this thing for 25 years now with this franchise so there there've been a lot of a lot of highs a lot of lows and and this year's been a lot of fun. They're just an enjoyable, likable team. We've watched the team get better in front of our eyes, haven't we? Like, it's almost like one of those Chia pets, Ian. You can watch it grow, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah. you, know, you watch it grow. And I swear, even earlier in the year, sometimes you'd be able to call, and it'd be a little element of surprise. D'Angelo Russell, like, it would be like an element of surprise. <laughs> yeah. And then about a month later, D'Angelo Russell, you know, and like, wow, this is becoming normal. I was there that Friday night against the Raptors in December. They had lost eight games in a row. Um, they were basically, you know, you buy tickets, we'll give you tickets to it, you know, the other game, and you want to get involved in a LeBron draw and stuff. They win that game, and it just sort of started. The next night they beat the Knicks, if you remember, at MSG. And then they won another road game. And remember, they never won on the road in at that time. They never won on the road, like back-to-back road games. I remember you were talking about it when they beat the Knicks. Yeah, you're right. Uh, it it is pretty wild to think back now, and and you make a great point. I think you're the first person to to mention this, but I think a lot of my calls early in the season had question marks at the end of it. Like, <laughs> exactly. is this is this really happening? Is this is this, is this actually reality right now? And then you're you're correct. As the season went on, you begun to respect. D'Angelo Russell to make bomb threes or uh, these these high floaters that 
that he's mastered. And I think that stretch of games validated what they believed in their own locker room, which was that they could compete with these teams. They just weren't translating into wins. After the Levert injury, you could tell. They were shell-shocked a bit. They were trying to figure out exactly who they were. And then Dinwiddie stepped forward. Russell started playing like an all-star. And the team began to actually believe what the coaches were preaching. And I think teams around the NBA started to believe as well. I, I just sensed a real shift around the league that people were starting to take this organization seriously. And, yeah, it is a feel-good story. You know, we're still allowed to have those in sports occasionally. This one in particular uh, came a little out of left field, how quickly uh, they got it together and, and started looking like a real team. What is uh, what has surprised you the most about this year, uh, Ian, in the uh, in the NBA? I mean, are 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 the are the Nets one of the uh, one of the bigger surprises? Is Orlando uh, coming on strong late? Is it Golden State's vulnerability? What what have you looked at this year? I'm like, wow, you know, I didn't didn't expect that to happen. Yeah, you know, in the West, I would say Denver getting to where they are now. I, I did not anticipate that. I liked their team. I thought they were talented. I think Mike Malone's an excellent coach. It, it just happened quicker than I imagined. The Clippers, if you look at the team they had a year ago to the team they have today, it is astounding to think that they've been as competitive as they've been and obviously making a statement in, in game two against Golden State and, and showcasing some of those vulnerabilities for the Warriors. The fact of the matter is I don't think there's this general consensus around NBA circles that Golden State is a shoe in to win the title. They're certainly the favorite, yeah. but you have to give respect to Milwaukee. You have to respect the fact that Toronto feels like they've addressed areas where they needed help, certainly in the postseason where they need somebody else to shoulder the load, that uh, mm. DeRozan and Lowry couldn't get it done for that extended period. They move DeRozan and they bring in Kawhi Leonard, who they believe is a closer, and they're trying to convince him to spend the rest of his career in Toronto. Uh, so those, those were the stories that probably caught my attention more than anything else. But the Nets are right in there. Orlando, I think it just reinforces the fact that Steve Clifford is, is one of the yeah. better coaches in the NBA. He's, he's the real deal. And as is uh, Coach Atkinson uh, with the uh, with the Brooklyn Nets, and you know you mentioned the Clippers. You know, you, you know they save a bunch of money, they unload players, get caps get cap space so they can try to bring somebody in. Uh, you know, the three of the young starting five in the NBA, and here they are developing and winning games and having fun. It seems to me, Ian, that that's a key as well. I noticed this like with the Raptors actually. You can see when they're having fun, they play better. And you can also see when they're a little uptight. Now, I want to ask you about the Nets chemistry, because you said you've been around the team a long time. Something I've noticed, I noticed this, it was like after Christmas or into January or so. I don't know where it was, if it was San Antonio, where it was on the road, but it was a tough road loss. They battled, they lost by two or three, but... You know, the Nets sort of, they sort of high-fived each other like they won, and they walked off the court as a group. Not like, well, one guy walked off pissed off and another guy did an interview, and, like, I really sense that there's really great chemistry on this Brooklyn team. You're around the team. Am I seeing you correctly when I watch them on TV? 
Yeah, 100%. And your memory is excellent because it was that San Antonio game where they hung with them. Uh, they gave them a fight. They ended up losing by two or three, as you said. And there was not a feeling of, okay, this is a moral victory. It was a feeling of, hey, we're, we're developing. This, this is happening. This is real. And I think that's when you begin to realize that the, the league is paying attention to you. And, and that's been an issue for the Nets for many years. There's been this inferiority complex. And I think trying to live up to the Knicks and trying to live up yeah. to the idea of playing in the, the biggest media market in the country. And this group, Sean Marks, when he took over as the GM, and Kenny Atkinson, when he took over as coach, they just didn't concern themselves with that. They didn't care about that. They cared about building from within. And you nailed it on the chemistry part. Look, you can't, you can't just go out and predict chemistry, say, I think this group will get along. It, it has to be organic, and it has to happen the right way. This team, you got a bunch of guys that are consistently trying to prove something, and the chip on their shoulder theory has actually worked because they work together. There's a, a belief in one another, and I think there's also shared experience. A lot of guys that were afterthoughts, Joe Harris, Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, that that's he's my favorite. I, I just love Dinwiddie's story. I love Dinwiddie's story, the shoes, but yeah. his game as well. Like to me, he's the glue of the team. Like when he, he he's when he's playing well, they play well. He's relentless. And you know what, guys? There's also a cockiness there. So you know, it's mm. one thing normally when you talk about a team like this, you say, "Oh, they're very humble." Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Spencer Dinwiddie <laughs> believes he's the best player on the court. That's what got him to this point. D'Angelo Russell has real belief in his talent. He's not someone that's just uh, kind of going through the process here, hoping that he can make some waves. He believes he's got the God-given ability to play with anybody in the league. So you have to have a little bit of that as well. You've got to have some of that conviction in order to uh, actually be a legitimate player in all this. Got to ask you, I, and you know, it's funny you talk about chemistry. It just doesn't happen. It seemed to work so well for the Lakers this year. But uh, I want to ask you now, LeBron, on the back <laughs> on the back nine, LeBron, all right, of the career, seems to be interested in a whole lot of other things than basketball right now, which is fine. It's expected. But he's the face of the NBA, I, and I mean, give me in three or four years, who replaces LeBron James as the face of the NBA? Is it a Joel Embiid? Uh, is it an Anthony? Is it, is it Steph Curry? Like, who is it in your mind is going to be the face of the NBA moving forward? I would say that Acumpo probably has the best chance of it. He is completely committed to being great all the time. And while Joel Embiid's talent is through the roof, and he's a really gifted player, he's still a big kid. And I don't know if the face of the NBA can be a big kid. There's an immaturity there. Uh, he likes to joke around, which is nice. And I think it's, it's certainly bonded him with fans, and it's created an image for himself. Giannis Adendokounmpo is all business. Well, this so. guy wants to win. He, yep. he wants to win championships. He wants to win MVPs. Uh, he, he's thinking about the broader picture. Uh, to me, that's the guy I would bank on, and that's the guy that I would go to battle with. Ian Eagle, Yes Network, Brooklyn. Nets. Thanks for the time. Ian Eagle. Anytime, guys. 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Guys, tune in to Make It Rain with Joe Ranieri and Dave Martinez on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network weekdays from 6 to 9 Eastern. And stick around for Ranieri and Gabe on the morning after. These guys will do their best to get you addicted to sports wagering. The show's available on Fantasy Sports Radio Network app on iHeart. Tune in and you can catch the video of the program on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page on your favorite provider. It's Make It Rain with Joe Ranieri and Dave Martinez on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and Marenzi and uh, Ranieri too. From 9 to 12, it's the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page. Tune in, everybody. we got great, great shows there all day. 6 a.m. to noon. Back to you, Gabe. Well, Cam, uh, last night we had uh, we had a ton of picks. Um, yes. Last night. And it was another, we, we keep grinding it out, Cam. We keep plus. grinding it out. Um, plus money. It, it would have been nicer if the um, Calgary Flames would not have lost in overtime. And I swear to God, I don't know how that Kachuk kid didn't freaking score, man. You got to, you know, all these players, they can do this, they can do that, but lift the damn puck. Lift the puck, man. But, like, how hard is it? Like, don't they practice that, Cam? Like, standing right in front of the net, just, like, putting it right under the crossbar? Boom. Top yeah. shot. Like, I don't know how he didn't score, and then they ended up losing the game. But whatever. It was a plus night. We've been grinding away and building it up all week. We keep going back, and Every day it's the same thing. Every day I tell myself, well, I'm going to, you know, because the, the pot's getting bigger now each day. So I tell myself, well, I'm not going to, you know, just go all in today. I'll sort of chip away and and then whatever, dude. It's like going to a buffet and saying you're going to have one egg roll. Or, you know, oh, I'll just have an egg roll and a couple of chicken balls. You know what I mean? Like, come on. No. You go to so a buffet, I get there. you get plates. Yeah, so I get to the book. I start with a few games, and then I'm like, well. I might as well just play that because I, you know, <laughs> it's this and that. And then I fire away. And then here we go. I got a full, uh, I got a booklet here once again. Although, you know, baseball has been really good, man. And yep. uh, we went, we went five and two on the diamond last night. We hit an in-game baseball uh, pick earlier today already. So we're one and oh to start the day. That's good. Uh, we'll hit the baseball card. Lighter baseball night uh, tonight, guys. NHL hockey uh, tonight. And, of course, we have the NBA playoffs. Um, disappointing last night um, that the uh, the Boston Bruins uh, won the game. You know, you know, we, we've we been riding the Leafs and we've been riding the undercam. It had to catch up to me eventually. The Leafs really bother me, though, because um, this is a team that does not know how to play 60 minutes of hockey. They can turn it on and turn it off. It's playoff hockey, guys. Why go wait till you come down and then you dominate these guys and almost win? Like, it drives me nuts, Gabe, with the talent that they have. They float a lot, man. I'll tell you, now it's 2-2. They got a lot of work to be done. You got to basically play. You got to come in Boston and beat the crap out of them for the first 10 minutes, and you take a two- or three-goal lead. Like, I'm telling you, still a little bit disappointed in that game. It wasn't Anderson's fault. I think they hung him out to dry, and he's been really, really good in the series, and they just got to be better defensively, too. They could score, but uh, they can't keep the puck out of their own net. The forwards need to do better back checking, pick up their yeah. man. Too many open, too many open guys on Boston, and now Pasternak got uh, hot. That's bad news for Toronto. 
it seemed that they had a hard time handling they they had a hard time handling their own success. They, they played do. so well a couple of games ago where they did all the little things properly and they won. You would hope that it would have been a a teachable moment for them that hey, listen, if we play smart and we back check and we do this and we do that, we could beat these guys. And last night they reverted back to their individualistic play. They were just sort of skating around aimlessly. They were more concerned with body checks than where the puck was. They they didn't play smart hockey uh, last night. They have to get smarter, otherwise they're going to lose this series. All right, level three coming up.